Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. You're listening to WIS Business, the podcast, Wisconsin's business news source. Now, here's your host. everybody, this is Stephanie Hoff here with WISP Business, the podcast. Today we are at the J. Henry & Sons Farm and Distillery. I'm with Liz Henry. She and her family make bourbon. And Liz, would you like to start with just telling us about um, what this past year has been like for you guys? I think our pandemic experience was unique and we were very fortunate. We were closed for the first two months, just as everyone was. It was a panic and nobody knew what was happening or how we should react. But once we were allowed to reopen with reduced capacity, we reopened and from the very beginning, we continued to keep our very small staff employed, both while we were closed and then after we reopened. So we're grateful that people felt comfortable enough to come out and be socially distanced and stay apart wearing masks. Our staff always wore masks always sanitized all the tables and the chairs. Then we learned hard surfaces aren't the culprit, so we were a little relieved that we felt very strongly that our practices allowed us to continue to stay open and continue to make people feel comfortable. But it was a crapshoot. Every Tuesday was seemed to be the day that our county decided that they would announce whether something was going forward, going back, limiting or expanding capacity and service. Um, It made people think very creatively. And a couple of the things that we now had to develop in a much more thorough way than we ever had before were things like virtual tastings and virtual cocktail kits where we had porch pickups. You could pay for everything online drive up, pick up without any touch, uh, get your products, and then go home and do a virtual tasting or do a cocktail class. That worked out really well for us, and we had a lot of fun with those things. It wasn't something we were fully ready to do. Now what we're trying to implement as we're hoping this whole pandemic is tailing off or becoming a much less disconcerting thing as far as getting people out and about is trying to make as much of our experience outdoors and keeping people in the fresh air. And our tasting room manager is very big on having all the doors and windows open. And that's great because it keeps the air moving and keeps people more comfortable again. Uh, But when it gets chilly, like it did this week, and then gets hot like it did today, it becomes a battle to try to keep the thermostat at a reasonable place and keep people as comfortable as they can be. But for the most part, we have been very fortunate. And originally I thought, well, you know, it's really hurting people who are in small spaces like ours. But I think it was actually almost better for us because we didn't have a giant space that was limited to 20 people. Um, You know, the overhead was the same. Your fixed costs are always going to be the same, but our variable costs were able to keep us going. And we were so grateful for so many supporters 
who either made porch pickups or came out and did the social distancing, but kept us going. But obviously you guys are more than the tours and the tastings. You are also farming and manufacturing a product. So what was that side of the business like? Well, so the the farming side was also a panic because, you know, all of this happened in March, April, and May we start planting, which isn't quite as big a concern because most everybody is in a separate individual tractor cab or planter. But once we got to detasseling and harvest, we had to take temperatures. And again, nobody knew what was the best practice. So we tried to do everything we could to keep people safe and well. But we had to take everybody's temperature and then put masks on everybody and gloves on everybody. And that was quite the disaster for a few days. But we got through it. And um, bourbon production, interestingly... Uh, we've been expanding our bourbon production as fast as we can, primarily because we've been on allocation, meaning we have not had enough product to meet demand over the last two years. So before COVID, when COVID hit, it probably was one of the better times something terrible like this could happen to us because we didn't have that much product. We weren't trying to expand into new markets. We weren't trying to increase a lot of our placements, so we just continued to make as much as we could to meet that demand, but when that happens, there's a huge lag, and it's not a seasonal lag, it's a five-year lag, because that's how long we age everything. So everyone said at the beginning of COVID, wow, you guys must be doing great, because alcohol consumption is really on the rise. Um, Fortunately or unfortunately, the majority of alcohol that was sold, especially in the early stages of COVID, was inexpensive, not great stuff. It was 30 packs of beers and you know, it was the, the flavored seltzers and things like that. It wasn't premium alcohol. But as things dragged on, I think our, our core customers were real, really good to us. And they said all right, if I can't go out and enjoy this in a bar or a restaurant, which is unfortunate for our bar and restaurant partners, but they were still going to support us by buying a bottle and bringing it home. So we've been lucky to have consistent sales, pretty consistent with pre-COVID, and uh, hopefully we'll have more production waiting in the wings as soon as our next batch ages in. Are you looking forward to any new products? I'd ask what you have brewing. Maybe I should say, what do you have distilling? We start with brewing and then we distill it. <laughs> but yeah, we have a couple things. Um, we're very excited. And especially since things are opening back up, we have a new product or a new product um, extension that we are hoping to um, bring to market in the fall, probably October, post-harvest. And it's called La Flamme, and it's a Armagnac-finished special blend that our son is working with our blender on, putting together. It's sort of not commemorating, but sort of recognizing this harvest celebration that we attended a few years back with our whole family in France, in the Armagnac region. And we were so delighted to meet all these small family farmers and see that they do similar things that we do as small family farms. 
um, they work together, they live together, they enjoy a big meal with a lot of friends and neighbors after they've worked so hard to bring in the crops. Um, but they do some really special things with the Armagnac harvest, and the La Flamme is the name of that celebration. So that's the name we gave our newest bourbon, and we hope to celebrate it when we release it, probably in October. And that will be a family farm kind of harvest celebration. We're very excited to have the opportunity to do that together as well. Well, that certainly does sound exciting, and I'm sure you've got bourbon drinkers' mouths watering. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up? I just, we're grateful for all the people who made the extra effort either to come out and make pickups or to do an online purchase or to do something to continue supporting both us and our partners, whether they be restaurants or bars or taverns. I think bars and taverns took the worst hit because they just were not allowed to be open. And so again, I hate to sound like a old saw, but any place that you can go, boy, it's wonderful to get back out, but it's also wonderful to support those businesses because anyone who's still open, they're going to need your help to stay open. You've been listening to Wisp Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from UW-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of Wisp Politics and Wisp Business Podcast. UW-Madison is one of our state's greatest economic engines, accounting for $15 billion in economic impact statewide. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.